0: boom there it is ladies and gents round two i don't know if this is gonna be the full 30 minutes but we're gonna talk about monetizing your creativity so if you're trying to do something creative and don't know how to make money off it i'm gonna show you what we did on our show and the different things that we've tried so this one's for you here we go shut up and sit down look a business can give you everything you want in life prestige wealth freedom new intro by the way i voiced it i was thinking about i've used voiceovers before if you, you've seen all our intros in the past um but i thought you know what i'm gonna voice it myself see what happens i don't know if, if you like it if you think it's cool uh if you want me to stick to my voice or i should hire somebody else to do the voice let me know man i'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested um and this is one of those things i guess it, it's a perfect lead into what today's discussion is about right monetizing your creativity uh at the end of the day this is my show right This is my creative place where I get to come and try and test things out. So if you have something that you're doing creatively, the one thing I want to tell you, first of all, is there really are no rules. This is your thing. Um, Every entrepreneur that I've talked to, every single one will tell you that you can't go into something thinking you're going to be 100% successful you have to have a vision, right? Something that you want to achieve in the future, some version of yourself where you become successful or you become like whatever it looks like, you achieving that goal that you want to achieve to, to display your creativity in that way. But along the way to get started, you're not gonna be very good. When you first start, okay, granted, some people out there, some of you guys, and, and I think of artists, for example, right? Like there's some students that come into my class and they have some great skills. Sophie, I'm thinking about you. They'll sit down and they'll draw stuff, right? And that skill is amazing. How do they monetize it? Um, I had, to get, I had a, a student one time, we were doing creating a, a businesses in class, and that was her skill set. She could draw. And so what she did is she started to create stickers, uh, and they were kind of custom stickers. So you know how when you make a sticker or you want to create something digitally, the way I do it is I look for free, free, um, what's it called, um, uh, royalty-free, right? Royalty-free images uh, that you can find on YouTube, you can find them on different platforms. I use Storyblocks as one of the places that I that I get some of my images and content from, um, I could pay somebody like on Fiverr to do the images, just like we have for the Business Pros logos and the little, the little UEs. Uh, But I don't have the skill set, nor do I want to develop the skill set to learn to draw that way. So the student had the idea of, you, well, that's what they wanted to do. So how do you sell it, right? How do you put it out there? And her angle at the time was, I'm going to make custom stickers, and so she would literally just. Get the sticker paper that you can buy at Office Depot. Somebody would explain, hey, I want this kind of sticker. And then she'd go ahead and do her thing. Now, did she make a ton of money? Did she build a business that was, you know, a Fortune 500? No. She's 16, 17 years old. And now she's getting paid to do something she would have been doing herself anyway. Sketching and doodling and drawing and making images the way she wants to. And that's, I think, the biggest thing here for monetizing your creativity is that we set this bar for monetization way up here. Every time I talk to an uh, an aspiring entrepreneur, somebody who's at the beginning, they always dream big, and there's nothing wrong with dream big. I don't want you to stop dreaming big, right? But the only downside to that is they dream really big, and they don't set simple expectations for themselves. You see that big audacious goal at the end, that big dream that you want to achieve, that's a vision that's, it's like a, it's always changing, right? There's a general concept of what you want to become. But as you start to approach your business, as you go out and take imperfect action, you're going to find that that vision of yourself shifts and moves and changes and modifies because what you thought at the very beginning of who you wanted to be and what you wanted to create, it begins to change as you learn more about your industry, as you learn more about how things are created, the time that it takes, what customers are actually looking for, what's being requested of you, all those things, the only way you're gonna learn those things is by doing. Right? It's by doing. I literally had uh, Leland Jones on the podcast and the, uh, as a premium spot, a VIP guest, right right before this episode at 1 o'clock. And he was sharing his story how when he was in high school, he started printing t-shirts. And he did okay, right? He made some money, but the, the technology shifted into print-on-demand. And so having a little shirt shop where you make your own shirts, it just wasn't working very well. Now, he decided to take those skills and move into something else but could he have stuck to the t-shirt thing? Absolutely. Right? He could have taken the same concept and idea that he was doing for his own shirts and then learn how to modify his business to be a print-on-demand service because he had the creativity. He had the ideas in his mind. He was learning the business model, but it wasn't something that he was absolutely passionate about. It didn't make him rich and so he moved on to that next venture. And that happens a lot in entrepreneurship. We, we tend to move on to that next venture. We, we dip our toes in the water. We realize that maybe it wasn't as warm as we wanted it to be, or it's super freezing, or this isn't even the pond, river, lake, pool, or whatever type of water that you wanted to dip your foot into, actually, because what you thought it was and what it actually is are two completely different things, right? And so you change. But because you took that first step You now know that this lake or puddle or whatever, this thing that you tried, it has aspects of what you like. It has pieces of what you're good at, but it doesn't necessarily meet everything that you're looking for. It doesn't make you want to get up in the morning and go do those things. It doesn't, maybe it doesn't generate the kind of revenue that you wanted. Maybe it's taking too much time, whatever it is, right? But you did it. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the key to success.
1: Taking imperfect action.
0: So, we are approaching 1,000 episodes. This is episode 978. And there are a lot of things that I've learned in this podcast space that I didn't know on episode one, right? I mean, Literally, we're on this platform. You can see my face. You can hear my voice. You see the logos. You see the images. You see the cool stuff. And I forgot I was going to make this episode a little fun with some cutscenes because it's just me. You don't want to see my face all the time, right? I mean, why so serious? Yeah, exactly. We got to mix it up a bit. But doing stuff like that, having the creativity do stuff allowed me to create an, an awesome podcast experience for A, my guests. B for me, it gets my energy up. This is something I love to do every day. I wake up thinking about this thing. I'm thinking about it all day. How do I improve it? It's my creative way of releasing. But as I stepped into this space, right? Episode one, it was pure audio only. I was learning all the technology. How do I plug in the mics? What software do I use? But we did it anyways. We took imperfect action. Check out any YouTuber. Any content creator, and when you go to their pages, Instagram, uh their Facebooks or their YouTubes, whatever, scroll as far down as you possibly can so you can find that very beginning when they first started becoming creators, and you're going to see they suck. My episode one not very good. I don't really have energy behind my voice. There's no animations, right? We're definitely not. Show me the
1: money!
0: There wasn't any. It wasn't happening. But we got better. We got better at creating audio versions. We added intros. We added outros. And we started interviewing people. And as, you, as we started in- interviewing people, we would learn from them. And we start to implement different processes and procedures. The way to monetize your, creati- your creativity is to start doing and learn along the way. Couple key things. How did we monetize the podcast? Because I know that's where my expertise actually lies, right? How did we monetize our podcast? So, first and foremost, we got good at it, right? We got good at picking out our guests. We got good at finding where uh, different entrepreneurs uh, congregated. We got good at getting them on the show. We worked on our landing pages and our booking process. We stuck to our uh, regular scheduled time, and we've consistently put out content on a regular basis. We got good at the doing part. And because we got good at the doing part, the experience you have on our show is completely different from uh, the podcast experience or recording podcast experience you have on any other shows, or a lot of other shows. And that's, that's just what we hear from our from our guests, which is super awesome. And so we take this exact concept and we we implement it with other people. So the first way we monetized the show was we started doing sponsorships and uh, it was okay. Didn't do so hot. And one of the main reasons for us on the show that we didn't want to do the, the sponsorships. Uh, and I'm considering doing uh, another version of the sponsorships with uh, with my buddy Matt uh, from full scale. Cause I mean, Matt's amazing and I love what he's doing and it's one of those cool uh, relationships that we have. Uh, he's, he's done such amazing things again. Just doing the show allowed me to meet somebody who's doing amazing things, and I think he's he's definitely one of those people that I want to keep in touch with, keep working with, so we're considering doing more sponsorships. <clears throat> but what, what turned me away initially was um, that feeling of conflict of interest, right? And here's the double edge on that. I felt like, you know, we we had uh, Drone Quotes, right? Drone Quotes um, is a solar company. When we had to get solar on our house, that's what we used. We used Drone Quote, they come out. They do, they check out your rooftop or whatever, and then they go out and get bids from multiple solar companies. So I don't have to shop around. It's all done in one spot. So it made it super easy. So they were one of the sponsors on our show, but I felt awkward and weird reading out their promos when I had a guy on the show who was in the solar business, right? So it was like a conflict of interest in my mind. But in reality, this is my show, baby. I should have been able to turn my own mind off and feel like, okay, well, This is the show sponsor. This is one of the reasons why I am able to put on the show on a regular basis. This is what's allowing me to pay some bills, right? And just do it. So again, my mind stopped me there. Next way we did uh, monetization was we started to book our show out in advance. When we first started, you know, we were literally asking people, hey, you want to come on the show? Hey, you want to come on the show? And we were trying to book out the whole week, but we'd maybe get one or two guests at the very beginning. Excuse me. At the very beginning, and then we figured out how to get more people on the show. We started going on different social platforms, creating social media content to, you know, encourage people to be on the show. We started to get on platforms like Matchmaker.fm, where we can post our show and say these are the types of guests that we're looking for. Um, We we COVID hit, we started to switch things up, and we we had to go. Worldwide, and essentially using StreamYard to broadcast a platform that opened up more people to come on board. And so we started booking the show 10 weeks in advance. And the way we monetized was somebody who went on and wanted to be on the show, went to our calendar and said, hey, um, you don't have any dates coming up. The, The earliest date you have is like 10 weeks out, dude. Is there any way I can maybe pay to be on your show earlier? Ding! Like that wasn't my idea. That was definitely not my idea. I didn't even think about that monetization strategy. But because we were doing what we were doing, and we were starting to listen to our uh, our our audience and our guests on what they were looking for and what they wanted, we began a new process, and it allowed us to make some money simply. By doing the show and making sure our calendar was full. That's good. One less thing. Exactly, Forrest. One less thing to worry about. So people started to pay to jump the line. The VIP guests that we had on the show paid to be at the one o'clock spot. They didn't want to wait 10 weeks to be on the show. Some people don't want to wait. They got book launches, they got I don't know, product launches that are coming out. They just want to jump the line. They don't, they're not the type of people that wait. So Offered We offered them that opportunity to jump the line and move forward. And then we realized, and we asked ourselves the question, as well as asking our guests the question, why are you coming on the show? Like, what, what is the real reason why you are coming on the Business Bros podcast? You can't handle the truth! Sometimes we couldn't. Sometimes it was raw. Sometimes it was like, eh, somebody told me I had to do this. Eh. boss put me up to it or whatever it is right but a lot of times it was you know what you guys have a fun show i heard uh from a friend of mine this is the a good show i listened to a couple episodes i I definitely want to be on the show or i found you on anchor fm and i want to be on the show or whatever the reason but it was so cool to be able to start making some of that money because we're learning from our guests because we're learning from our audience that was super dope And so what they were saying was, we're coming on the show because we want to sell our product or service. We want to get our message out there. That's marketing. Now, I didn't know stepping into this. I didn't understand the difference between marketing and sales when we first started this thing. But we're in the marketing business. We're here to show up every single day. We're here to tell you that, look, here's another entrepreneur who's taking risks Right, They're not sticking to their nine to five. They're burning the ships behind them. And this is their story. And that's when we do the show. But when they come on, it's not just one and done. I mean, yeah, you can go on a podcast and you you go out and you, you connect with their audience and you hope people listen to your episode. But if we can turn your episode into more exposure, would that be of interest to you? Right? And that's what we asked our guests. And then our agency was born. People started asking us, dude, your podcast is awesome. I love how you do the the logos. I love how you do the background. I love how you do all the uh, movie clips. (sighs) I want to have a podcast like that. I'm like, sweet. Let me show you. And so I started to put that together. We have a course. We have a podcast course. You go to BusinessBros.biz. And then uh, click on the start of podcast. You'll see there's opportunity for you to check out our course. And it's a DIY. Go as I mean, everything we use. It'll show you everything from podcast development all the way down to podcast monetization. Because that's exactly what we do. I literally outlined my process all the way down. There's videos in there. There's coaching calls available. You want to do it yourself? There you go. It's 29 bucks. It's create your own podcast the way we do it. Or would you like us to do it for you? That's the other option, right? And so that was creating those content pieces, creating a podcast, turning that podcast into small content uh, clips that we can use on social media to grow our our exposure, to get our message out, to build a brand. That's what we do. The interview style that we've used, right? the way I interview our guests, I love to use clips like like these because they literally tell you uh, on the screen what the questions are. What do you do? And it it allows us to create content clips on the outside that are a little bit easier to use. But when I'm showing somebody how to create a podcast, what you don't see is on my side, when I pick a content clip, you can name the clip whatever you want, and I name it questions that I ask the guests. So I'm I'm, not only are we creating or helping people create a podcast around their own creativity, right? I mean, not everybody wants to do a business show. I mean, we've had people who who chicken noodle soup right like i mean a different podcast it's an interview based podcast but it's not business it's just interviews it's just talking to people it's kind of like a like joe rogan type stuff right i mean we've helped people create stuff like that around real estate we've helped people create stuff around uh um car uh um i just did a show on it on a ceramic coating and in car wraps we've helped people do shows on a, a number of different things but it doesn't have to be a business show. I just can show you how to create a podcast that you can produce by yourself. And how did I do that? Taking imperfect action. The number one thing you can do to monetize your creativity is to just do it. Stop making it a hobby and put it out there. You see, the fear I had, and I'm sure it's the fear you have, is that you put your creativity out there and then you hear crickets, nobody buys, nobody connects with you, nobody follows you, you don't get any likes, and so you quit. You go back to, this creativity is my creativity, it's not for everybody else. But the truth is, the truth is, you're messaging what you're saying, how you're saying it, how you're presenting it, you got to fine tune that. You got to figure out where your stories are what your messaging is how do you connect with your audience because there's a passion and there's a love behind that creativity behind the things that you do but in order for you to sell that to somebody else you have to be able to express that emotion behind it you see when i talk about helping my 17 year old students Switch their mindset from "I fail and I suck at school" to "Holy crap, there's a whole world of opportunity out there." And business opens up the doors for those things. It allows me to have my creativity. It allows me to change the lives or the opportunities of the students uh, in the future. When I get DMs from my students who are saying, "Hey, dude, I started you know a car cleaning business," or "I started uh, I, I do hair now for a lot of people," and I see their stuff on Instagram, that stuff inspires me. That is where my passion, my creativity now goes. And you can sense it. If you're listening to this right now, you can hear the energy in my voice. You can hear where my passion is. But that didn't happen in episode one. That came because my messaging got clear as I practiced my craft. I like to use the example of show business. So The Rock, I, I think it was The Rock who I heard talking about this when he was a wrestler. He always talked about show business right? Show business. There is the show. And then there is the business. And a lot of people are good at the show. This is your actual craft, your creativity, your tech work, whatever it is. That's the show. This is what people see. And you might be an awesome beast at that aspect of the business, but show business is two parts. The other side is the business part. And oftentimes we don't have the skill sets there that we need. We need to develop them. And when they become, when they line up and they're moving towards your vision, that's where the sweet, that's the sweet spot. That's where you hear entrepreneurs on my show talking about lives changed. This is where you hear people talking about the grind and then all of a sudden it kicked over. Or when you hear somebody that was successful, they're like an overnight success. No, they weren't but they were working on their show and they were working on the business and they were trying to fix these things to work together and they were testing things out and they were modifying and adapting and changing until synergistically they worked, right and then that's when the party starts Leland today said something cool uh and it was after the show and he was talking about how you know on the show he's talking about how he had to make a choice $3,000 $3,000 is all he had in his account. And he either had to pay rent or he was going to pay this marketing agency to help grow his business. His wife wanted him to pay the rent because they got a baby on the way. But he went and took the risk. He burned the ships behind him and he went with this marketing company. And they went from, he went from having a full-time job and investing in his side hustle, turning that side hustle into a million dollar top line revenue.
1: In eleven months, right? Look,
0: the key here is keep going. Do not quit. Force yourself to put it out there. Motivation does not exist. Consistency gets you there. Okay, motivation is a word. Okay, yeah, sometimes you feel motivated, but it doesn't help you in the long term. You can't depend on motivation to get you to the end but you can count on discipline, you can count on consistency. And that's where improvement happens, right? That's where at the end of the day, if you're ever going to achieve whatever you're going to achieve in life, it doesn't matter if it's monetary or if it's your family or whatever, the only way it's gonna happen is if you consistently take action in that direction. He ain't lying. I know. And it's not because I'm saying it, it's because I hear it over and over again. We've interviewed over 700 different entrepreneurs and you hear it over and over again. Oh, dude, at the beginning, I wasn't very good. I had this problem. I had overcome this obstacle. I was broke. I lost the first business. People lose. People fail.
1: Every single day. But they get up and keep going. And that's the winning effort right there. That is what's going to get you to that next level. I love
0: doing this show. And I'll be honest with you. I mean, you can go to our YouTube channel. Some stuff gets like, you know, is our shorts or, or some of the episodes, 100, 200, 1,000 views. But then there's some, they get like four or five views. Stop paying attention to those metrics and start paying attention to you and what you are improving on. I put out a badass content piece every single day. Ain't nobody doing podcast shows live like this. And so when people come by, at first, they laugh at you. But then they ask you for advice. And just like Rocket says, ain't no thing like me except me. And that's the truth for you too. Ain't no thing like you except you. But you got to commit to you. You got to decide that what you want is important enough to be disciplined, to be consistent, and to
1: push through every single failure that pops up. You do that, you're going to win. Maybe not today.
0: Maybe not tomorrow. But you will be light years ahead. I remember listening to Kobe. Kobe has this great line where he talks about how, you know, if, if you wanted to, to be a professional basketball player, right, a lot of kids when he was young, they told him, Dude, you're not very good. I think he said he was like 12 or 13. He wasn't very good. And so he noticed that the kids that were playing basketball, they practiced three, four, maybe five times a week for about an hour, maybe two. But Kobe switched his mindset and he was putting in two, three, four workouts a day. Right? How did I get so good at creating this podcast? Because I did it five times a week, sometimes more. The repetition is what's going to get you there. So Kobe's putting in four workouts a day. And this is why, out of high school, he goes into the NBA. It's not the natural talent. Yeah, he's tall enough. Yeah, he's got skills. But he's going to be the one to tell you. He just outworks everybody. Look at every every single successful entrepreneur, every single uh, influencer that you look for. They outwork everybody. They put out more content. They get behind the camera more often. They put out their creativity more often. And they don't care if the one they put out gets one view, one like, no likes, or it goes viral. They don't stop. They keep going. You want to monetize your creativity? Be creative every single day. Put it out in public. Expect criticism and feedback. Use it to develop your product. This is literally the outside market telling you how to improve or what they're looking for. And keep going. Don't quit. You'll find the way. We always do. All right, ladies and gents, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. We'll see you again manana. Peace. And we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing?